You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Lifeline broadcast hosted by Apostle Shirley Jones. She is the senior pastor of Rehoboth Family Life Center, and we are located at 17900 Queen Anne Road, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, 20774. Service on Sunday is at 10 a.m., and we would be honored to have you come out to worship and fellowship with us. We are indeed being blessed by the Lord every Sunday. We have Bible study via teleconference every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. The dial-in number is 712-775-8972. The access code is 386-279. Apostle Jones' books, starting with Lifeline, When God Speaks, Volumes 1 and 2, as well as her third book titled, The ABCs of Leadership, can be purchased at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and any place books are sold. You can also send your request to www.shirleyjjones.com to purchase the books along with a worship CD, Birth During Her Time, Sitting Before the Lord. Lifeline, When God Speaks, is a book of encouraging words that God gave for her life, and now she shares to encourage you in your journey. Or get a copy of The ABCs of Leadership, which supports your growth as you walk through foundational principles of leadership, whether you're in the church or marketplace. So be sure to get a copy. Apostle Jones can be reached via email at apostlesjones at rehobothflc.org or by phone at 1-877-354-6082. She would love to hear from you. Remember, the broadcast is the first Monday of each month Get the word out now to Lifeline Broadcast with Apostle Shirley Jones. Good evening, everyone, and thank you for joining me tonight for the Lifeline Broadcast. To God be all the glory, all the glory, all the glory, and all the praise. Well, as always, I want to give thanks to the visionary and administrator of When Christian Speak Talk Radio Show, Reverend Ray Rhodes and Reverend Pat Randall, for such a wonderful platform of the simplicity of the gospel that goes forth and that the truth caused the lives of people throughout the world to be changed. That's a glorious thing. And so I pray that all that they have a desire to see come to pass will come to pass as they step into the next dimension in destiny and purpose for this network. In Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, to God be the glory. Amen, amen, and amen. Well, I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer, and then I'm going to jump into the word for tonight. So, Father God, I just bless you, Father God, and I give you praise, and I give you honor, and I give you glory tonight for the Lifeline broadcast. 
God, another opportunity, Father, to come before you and come before your people. I pray tonight that, God, that you would speak out of my clay lips, and, Father, that you may bless the people that's on the line. I pray that, God, that they not just be hearers, but they be doers as well. I pray that, God, that you would meet someone's needs tonight and that, God, that they will know that everything is going to be all right. So, God, we bless you and we honor you and we adore you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen, and amen. Well, tonight I want to uh, share a message that I gave to our church the first Sunday of this year that just continues to resonate in my spirit. There are just certain words, just certain messages, just certain revelation that God drops sometimes, and, and, and it's not a word just for the moment, but it's a word that's everlasting. It's a word that, 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 that stays with you for months and possibly years. And, and this message is, is, is one of those types of messages, at least for me. And so the title of the message is Come Before Winter, actually is Make Diligence or Due Diligence to Come Before Winter. Over in the book of Second Timothy uh, chapter 4, and this is where Paul is writing to Timothy from prison, and he's encouraging him in the things of God. He's admonishing him about the people, but nonetheless he's telling him to do the work of an evangelist. He tells Timothy that he has fought a good fight, he's finished his course, he kept the faith, and that his departure was at hand, and that he wanted to see Timothy before he dies. So he tells him, 2 Timothy 4, 9, first he tells him, do thy diligence to come shortly upon me. But then he drops down a few verses later in 2 Timothy 4.21, the beginning he says, do thy diligence to come before winter. So not only he's telling him, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, but then he says, do thy diligence to come before winter. Come before winter. So why, why, why is he emphasizing now come before winter? But the reason why it, 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 he's telling him to come before winter is because when winter sets in, the navigation closes in the Mediterranean Sea, and then it was very dangerous for the ships to venture out to sea. It was, it was very dangerous. And an example of how dangerous it was is when Paul talks about the shipwreck that he had over in Acts 27, verse 43 to 44. Remember, if you, if you know the story when, when Paul was on the ship and he told them that they should not take this journey because it was winter, and he knew that they were going to have some difficulties, but because God was with him and God began to tell him what he needed to do. And so it, 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 in Acts 27, it, it just tells us they had a hard time. They almost, they almost drowned. But because the mercies of the living God and because Paul was on the ship, that God told them that you weren't going to die. And so it tells them at the end, it says that, that instead of them being killed by the, by the officers, because remember now they're, they're prisoners, he says to them, and he commanded that they which could swim should cast themselves first into the sea and get to land. And the rest came on board to some on broken pieces of the ship. And so it came to pass that they escaped all safe to land. So see, when Paul was talking to Timothy, he wasn't talking about something that he just heard about how rough the seas were during the wintertime, but he knew because he experienced that. So he told him 
make diligence to come before winter. And he also knew that if he didn't come before winter, that the sea, the ports are going to be closed and none of the ships were really going to be traveling, so he couldn't get to where Paul was. And Paul knew that he was about to die, and he knew that if, 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 if Timothy did not come before winter and he waited now until spring, that he might have been gone. So he said that he wanted to see Timothy. He said, so, so come before winter. Make diligent to come before winter. Now, when we think of the word diligent, diligent means constant and an earnest effort to accomplish what is undertaken. It means to be persistent. It means to exert uh, energy. It means to pay attention. It means to be careful about. It means a steady effort to preserving attention. So he's telling him, Timothy, do whatever you got to do, but I need you to get here. Number one, he told Timothy to come to bring his cloak. Remember, Paul's in prison. So he tells Timothy to come bring my my cloak so that I could be warm. He tells him to bring his books and his parchments, and he tells him who to bring with him. He said, but make diligent. Do whatever you got to do, Timothy. Make every effort. Put some people in your place but I need you to come because I want to lay my eyes on you before I leave. And, and if you don't come before winter, if you have to wait to spring, I may not be there. So let's think about this in the natural. Let's think about this in the natural. When we think about, about winter, and we've experienced a little bit this even this past uh, week as far as winter. When we think about winter, we think about snow, we think about hail. And remember last week we had like nine-degree weather, we have cold weather. We have icy conditions. Sometimes the airport shut down. Schools were closed. We have long nights and less sunlight. Power sometimes goes out. We have broken tree limbs, leaky roofs, broken gutters. The heat can go out, and there are slippy, slippery sidewalks. We're talking about the natural conditions of winter. So what do we do when we know that there's going to be a snowstorm coming? Most of the time, we make preparation for that. So what do we do as far as our preparation? We make sure we got our shovel, we have a snowblower, we got our boots, we got our hats, we got our gloves, we got our scarf, we make sure we got gas in the car, we have generators, we have candles and lighter, we have water, we have bread and toilet paper, we have sweaters, we have our snacks, we have movies, we have positioning of our car, we have windshield wipers that are pointed out, and we have cash on hand. So when we hear that there is going to be winter or a snowstorm, we make preparation for that. But my question tonight, hallelujah, is what do we do spiritually when things are about to take place in our lives? So, so when he's telling them in the natural due diligence to come before winter, God is calling us now unto him. What he's saying is to us is don't wait until the dark days come when you cannot see yourself clear. Hear me now. Hear me now tonight that God is calling us. He's saying come and find our resting place in him, not waiting until we find ourselves in a trying situation or circumstance. He said, and now come now, especially when we find ourselves already in a trying place. We make so many provisions for things that we know of in the natural, but we're, we're, we're not paying that much preparation for the things that happen in the spirit. 
Matthews 11:28. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is one of my, my favorite scriptures because early on in my walk with the Lord, this is I remember standing at my in my kitchen washing dishes and I just heard the word yoke. Now all this was new to me. It was new to me and so I said, Yoke. What's a yoke? And I began to research in the scripture and, and this is the scripture that kind of jumped off the page and I knew God was saying that to me that if you're heavily laden and, 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 and you're going through some things, I will give you rest. And truly during that season of my life, I was going through, I was just coming back to the Lord. My life was turned upside down, but he's letting me know, just come, Shirley, come, come, come. I need you to learn of who I am and, and who you are to me and how much I love you and, and, and how, how I can provide for you and how I can make a way for you. He's telling me, come, Shirley, come, come spend some time with me. And that's how I began to, 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 to learn the word of God. I began to research and read the scriptures and, and allow him to let me know that, that he loved me, that I was forgiven, and that everything was going to be okay. Revelation 3.20 says, Behold, I stand at the door and I knock. If any man hear my voice and open the door, I will come into him and will sup with him and he with me. God is knocking. God is knocking. He says, Will you let me come in? Will you let me truly take up residence in your life? Will you allow me to come and, and show you that I am God Almighty all by myself and, and how much that I love you and, and you and I can have a, a real relationship with one another. Psalm 91, 1 says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. It is so important, and I, I feel this thing so, and, and they'll tell you at Rehoboth, I've just been drumming this thing in. It's like I, I, I know it like I know my name, that, that we're in a dispensation of time that, that we have got to find ourselves locked into God. God has got to be our priority, just and not when all hell breaks loose, not when circumstances are out of our reach, but, but to find ourselves dwelling in him and do it now. He says, he who dwells, not visit. It's not enough that, that we go to church on Sunday, and, and we may not even pick up our Bibles through the rest of the week. That is not going to suffice. We're in a dispensation of time where, where things are happening in the earth, and I'm going to talk about that in a minute. But this, this is the time where we have to find our dwelling place in him. It's got to find a place where you, where you live, just like you reside at your house, that, and you know how to get to your house. You know your address. Well, the same thing has got to be paramount in the fact that you know that you need to dwell in the secret place with the Almighty, that you have, he has to be your dwelling place. It's, it's where you take up residence. It's where you, you lay out your stuff and, you know, you make it comfortable like your home is, that you have things that remind you of certain things. Well, in the kingdom, God wants us to have him to be the place that we dwell, that we become familiar with, not familiar with being just, I just know what's going to happen, but know that I know how to get to God because he's my daddy and, and I spend time with him. I spend time with him 
in the morning. I, I wake up in the morning and I'm glad and I'm, I'm excited about the new day. I'm excited about the things that I've never seen before. I'm excited about what God is going to, to do and show me in my life. I'm, I'm excited about the revelation in my day. I'm excited. So when, I, when I'm spending that time with him in the morning and, and when I'm going through my day, I'm, I'm grateful that he has allowed me to be a part of his plan in the day, and, and so he, he, he allows me to, to know that he loves me, and because I spent time with him, I've committed my way and my day back to him so I can go through the day knowing that he has me, and regardless of, of what come my way, I can know that I'm going to be all right. And by the time I, my day is ended, I can thank him, that, God, I thank you, that no harm or danger has befalled me, God. I, I, I thank you, Lord, God, and, and, God, I bless you, God, and, and God, I honor you. Because now, why? Because I am in the secret place of the Almighty. I am dwelling there. And so it is so important that during this dispensation of time that we find ourselves locked into God. Also, during this time when he's talking about when that scripture where he says, make diligent, do diligent, this is so important that during this time in our lives that there cannot be any more procrastination. Come on now. We, we procrastinate about this and that, and, and I'll do it next week, and I'll start to read the scriptures next week. I'll, I'll spend time with God next week. I got so much on my plate. I'm so busy right now, and I got to do this, and I got to do that, but but let me say this to you, that, 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 that no matter how busy that you are, God's got to be the priority. Because I have found that no matter how busy my day goes, that when I give my day completely back to him, when I give myself completely over to him, then I'm able to get done all the things that I need to get done and still have time left over. And not only that is that when we lock ourselves into him, not waiting until something happens, but, but when something does happen, because if we live long enough, there are going to be situations and circumstances that are just going to pop up. But, but the blessings that, that even when I'm caught on my blind side, when I didn't see it coming, but, but because I'm dwelling in the secret place of the, the Almighty. And that scripture became alive to me when my, when my son passed. It wasn't something that I saw. It wasn't something that I knew that was going to happen, but because I had found my, my dwelling place in the Almighty, that even though it caught me off guard, it, it was something that just happened. I got a call, and, and two hours later, I'm getting another call that my son has passed. But because my dwelling place, even when I didn't want to stand, even when I didn't know that I could stand, even when I thought I would never get through that period of my life, but because, hallelujah, but because my dwelling place, my dwelling place, I learned to, to trust God. I, I learned how to stay in his word. I, I learned how to make him my priority because he became my lifeline. So when that happened, that when I could not stand, he stood me up. Uh, oh, glory. When I couldn't read, I could hear the scriptures inside of me. When I couldn't sing, I could hear songs playing inside of me. When I, I didn't know whether my, I would ever think right again, but, but I could see my mind being guarded. Why? Because I had dwelt in the secret place. And I remember, I'm thinking about this now, I remember about a month after my son passed, about a month and a half, the pastor asked me, to bring forth a word, and I've shared this before, 
And I was like, is he for real? Right? He want me to preach a word? I ain't got nothing to give nobody. Nothing. He's got to be kidding. And I said, oh, okay. And then I hung the phone up, and I'm like, he's got to be joking. He's going out of town. Shirley, I need you to stand in proxy, and could you bring forth a word? And I remember a friend of mine calling me from out of town, and I told her, I said, I can't do this. I don't have nothing to give anybody. And what she said to me was, you're in a good place because since you don't have anything, but the God that's in you, the God that has stood you up, the God that has walked, is walking with you, the God that's holding your hand, the God that's speaking inside of you, that's the God that you take to the people. And I remember this was the message that I preached. Is your dwelling place secure? Oh, glory to God. And this is the verse that he gave me. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide on the shadow of the Almighty. So we've got to get to a place that there is no more procrastination, that we need him. Come on, think about this, y'all. Just look at, look at all the events that are happening upon the earth. We just saw, and some of us experienced, the longest government shutdown in history. And now there's this subtle threat of another one that's looming uh, in the earth, in the government realm. But there's climate change. Look, come on, last week we had nine-degree weather. Today was close to 60 it's going to be another 60 uh, twice this week, and, and it's not going to stay like that. So the temperatures keep, keep changing back and forth. Suicide has increased, and people who appear to be successful people. We're talking about stars that got money and got contracts, and these are people that are taking their lives. You're hearing it more and more every day. We have children that, that are being bullied, and they're committing suicide. We have accidents and, and whole families losing their life. Things are happening upon the earth. There's a, an unrest that's happening. And even with the suicide, these are when people feel like they have no options. They got money. Come on. That tells us right there, you can have all the money. You, you can have all the money in the world. You can have the money where you can take chips, buy what you want, live where you want, drive what you want. But there can be a circumstance that will hit you, that your money and your contracts and the people you know will not be able to help you. The only thing that's going to help us is our dwelling place is secure in the Lord God Almighty. And I, I, just, I just sense, and this is not to cause fear or, or panic in anybody, but I sense, I sense more arrest upon the earth. I sense it. I've been sensing this in my spirit. I don't know to what degree or what that's going to look like. But I, I, I sense it in my spirit that this is the time where we've got to get our dwelling place in the Lord. Over uh, Hebrews 4 9, it says, There remain of therefore a rest to the people of God. So, regardless of, of, of what the unrest may be, but we got a resting place, y'all. We got a resting place that if we stay before God, if we stay and make Him our priority and do it now, Hear me, do it now, do it now, do it now, do it now, then we'll be okay regardless of, of what happens around us, regardless of what happens in the government, regardless of what happens in the world, that we can be what God's called us to be. 1 Corinthians 2.2, 2, For I am determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and him crucified. Because, see, when we truly know, when we truly know, when you know something, something, and you know it, then that causes us to do something differently. So this has got to be the time that you know where your dwelling place is. 
You got to know that, that I'm, I'm in him and he's in me. And I got to know this now. We can't be this back and forth and, and I don't know and today I do know and tomorrow I'm not too sure. James 1 eight says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. And when we think of the word unstable, it means not firm or firmly fixed. It means unsteady, liable to fall or to sway, unsteadfast, inconsistent. It means irregular in movement. And there's also a, a chemical, a, a, a word in chemistry that means unstable. And the definition for that means that it's, it's compounds that readily, listen to this, I thought this was awesome, compounds that readily decompose or change into other compounds. So when we are double-minded, that something can change from one thing to another thing. It's apt to move, and it's a sense of being fickle. The enemy, the enemy is always looking for a way to wreak havoc in our lives. Let us not open the door or allow a crack because of us being double-minded. Know that what you are unsure of, he is sure of. He's looking. Every time that you, 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 you're vacillating back and forth, he's watching. Now he's up. Oh, there's a crack. She got doubt right there. She got some fear right there. Yeah, she done went back to the city right there. She's listening to too many people. Wherever there's a crack, the enemy is going to use. We have to find our dwelling place in him and stay put. Stay put. We've got to make some decisions that we are going to be where God has called us to be. Oh, glory to God. It is so, so important. I feel this thing like I know my name. And I'm, 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 I'm asking you to, to, to find your resting place in him so that you can be all that he's called you to be. So, so while you're in this place with God, while you're in this place and you're allowing him to, to lead it and to guide you and to show you, show you who you are. Like right now, Rehoboth is on a 40-day prayer. We're doing 40 days of prayer. Uh, we started, I think we're in day 15. Yeah, day 15 today. Day 15 today. And what we're doing is we're praying for 40 days. And we're praying not for anything. We're praying for what? Ourselves. That God will show us who we are. God will show us those things that get in the way of us being able to go into the places and, and purpose and destiny in which he's called. He will show us those areas that, that we got fear, those areas that we have doubt, those areas that we're double-minded in, those areas that, that we have fallen off the wagon with him, those areas that, that, that does not give him glory. We're doing this for 40 days. I was so blessed. I was so blessed today. Someone called me and began to share their experience in their 40-day and how God had just uncovered a slew of things in them that, that they didn't even know was there. See, that's the kind of God that we serve. I preached yesterday saying, but he knows. God knows. He said, the heart is deceitfully wicked above all. Who should know it but God? God, God knows when, when things have turned into something else. Remember I said the, the chemistry definition for being unstable says that it can decompose or change into something else, just like you can have grief. But if grief is not dealt with properly, it can turn into bitterness, and that bitterness can be, it can be launched before God. 
So it's so important that we allow, we get ourselves before God and allow God to, to search us out and to find out where we are. So because God loves us, y'all. God loves us, and he wants the best for us. And he's saying, come on, come sit with me. Come spend time with me now. Don't 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 wait and, uh, until you don't know which way to go. Don't 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 wait until all hell breaks loose in your life. Don't don't wait until till you get that call. But but if you if you're dwelling in me when the call comes, if the call comes, I got you. And you'll know that you don't have to move even 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 if you don't know how to stand up. But if you have dwelt there, then I got you. I got you. So God is saying to us that come now and spend time with him. Come now so he can show us some things about ourselves so that we can be what he's called us to be. And while we're in this place with God, while we're in this place with God, I believe that there are things that, that God is going to tell us. He's going to give us instructions. And how many of us know that we, I need God? I don't know about you, but I need God to speak to me. I need God to give me instructions because the Bible tells us the wisdom of the world is foolishness to God. I'll, as smart as I think I am, I don't know it like God. I, I, I don't know it like God. I wasn't here before time. I, 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 I haven't walked from eternity and walked back. I, God has done that. I, I can't do that. So I need God to speak to me, to lead and guide me. See, God, God will know that even though I may be caught on my blind side, but, but God is never lost for a situation or circumstance because he said, I foreknew you before you were formed in your mother's womb. I knew you. I knew you. All your parts were, were written in my book. All your members, all your, your joints and your toes and your feet, everything about you was already in my book before they became parts. He said, before you even lived one day, your life was already written in my book. Come on, y'all. So, so God knows about our lives, and, and he wants to, to partner with us. He wants to be able to show us some things. He wants to be able to keep us before winter. Oh, glory to God. Oh, glory to God that, that we're covered before winter comes. We're covered in the blood of Jesus. We're, we're, we're covered under the word. We're covered with worship. We're covered with praise. We're covered with admiration towards him. So that when things come, because if we live long enough, regardless of whether you're in the kingdom, and even in the kingdom, if you live long enough, there's certain things that are going to come. We're going to lose some, gain some. We're going to love and not be loved. There's a, we're going to love, have people that, that die in our, in our lives. That, that's just the Bible says to everything there is a season and a purpose under the sun. Everything has a reason and a purpose. And so we're going to experience some things. But the blessing and, and, and the blessing is that but if you're in God and if, if you're in that resting place, then God will make it okay. He will give you instructions of, of what to do. I, I am so blessed by God that, that I've had situations in my life, I could say at least three times, and, and, and my, when my son passed, when my mother passed, when my dad passed, in all three situations, there were instructions that God gave me so that I could have time with them before they passed. And neither one of them, I knew when they were going to pass. My son, I had visit for two weeks before he passed, spending time with him. My mother came, and uh, she broke the foot, in, uh, bone in her foot. She came to stay with me for a month, 
a month so I could take her back and forth to the doctors. She stayed a month with me, and that was in September. She passed in December. My father passed in September. It was my, when I was married, it was my, my wedding anniversary. Instead of us going out, we decided to, I want to go see my dad at the hospital. That, that was on September 11th, and my, my dad, September 12th, and my dad passed the very next morning. So here we're on my wedding anniversary, I'm in the hospital to visit my dad, and the very next morning is when my dad passed. I talked to my dad the night before, but I'm talking about God, but it was oppressed in my spirit. No, you go to the hospital. You can go to dinner anytime. Go see your dad at the hospital. Your mom, hang out with your mom. Bring your mom down here. Hang out with her. Go to Philadelphia see your son. Hang out there with him. I'm talking about God, what God will do, the instructions that we need. I heard T.D. Jake say just uh, about a week or so ago, no, it's been about a month ago, and, and one of his teachings, and he said that, that we no longer have to, and I thought this was awesome, that we no longer have to paint with broad strokes when it comes to our lives, but that God was in the details and that he would give us and tell us how and what we need to do. He says, no longer saying I'm just going to prosper, but how to become prosperous will be given as we draw nigh and we stay put. He said, broad strokes, broad strokes are generalization, but when we have the details, it will show us exactly what to do. Remember the wall of Jericho. He told them specifically what they needed to do to get the victory. Well, this is where you'll find that when you're sitting before God, God, God will God will instruct you. I heard instructions today. God gave me some instructions about the situation of, of how to handle it, what I needed to say, and how I needed to say it. In another situation, I was having a conversation today, and, and God had told me how to handle it, and, and I was about to say something, and it was like the word got choked up in my throat. And he reminded me of what he had told me, so the word never came out. And it wasn't anything bad, it was just a question. But he said, don't even ask that question. But I'm talking about the instructions of what God will give us. Joshua 3, 3 and 4. And they commanded the people, saying, this is when they were going to go over into the promised land. He said, when you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites, bearing it, then you shall be moved from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it, that ye may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before. Some of the things that are going to be forthcoming in our lives, we need God to give us the instruction because you're going to go into places that you've never been before. So you don't know how to do it. You're going to need God to, to give you the instructions so that you can get the victory. Proverbs 4.13 says, Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. Talking about instructions. He says, Hold fast to the instructions. Don't let it go, for she is your life. That you need instructions in life. You know, a lot of times we, you, you've heard me say this, we, we buy things and say appliances and we never read the instructions because we're smart people and we know how to operate. But we don't, 
get the full value out of something if we don't read the instructions. And this is where God is going to come through, and he's going to give us the instructions of what we need to do going forward in our lives. Proverbs 3 and 5, 3, 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thy heart, and lean not unto thy own understanding. Get out of our head. He says, lean not to your own understanding. You don't know. I don't know. But I know a God, hallelujah, that knows everything. I know a God that was before I was. I know a God that will be after I'm gone. I know a God that, that has walked through, through, through the beginning and the end. I'm the Alpha and the Omega. He knows my end at my beginning. He knows everything about us. Come on. And God is saying that get out of your head. Get out of your, get out of your head. Get out of your emotions. Let go of every preconceived notion. Get out of your head. He said this time is going to be different than the last time. Your attitude about it and the outcome of it as well. This is a different place. Why do we think that God is taking up so much time to have us talk about this? Have somebody say, say that we got to do it now. I've heard so many preachers talking about this, that, that we've got to do due diligence now. We've got to come before God. God is calling the church back to himself. God, why do we think God is doing this? Because he wants to make sure that we are victorious in every area of our lives. God does not want our lives to be in vain. The worst thing is to live upon the earth and we never experience all that God has for us. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go and leave the earth and I still got stuff, messages within me, books within me, songs within me, healings within me. Deliverance is in my hand. I don't want. I want to be able to give out everything that God has for me. I want to travel to the places that God says I should travel. I want to. I want to build and call up ministries that God says that 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 He's calling me to do. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah! So we have to follow the instructions. So let me let me just throw this question out to you guys tonight: Is what you're doing now what you are supposed to be doing, or is it just in your comfort zone? This is for everybody. I want you to take stock with this question. I'm calling everybody. When I say to you guys, let's get before God, but, 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 but ask the question, am I doing what I'm supposed to be doing, or is it just in my comfort zone? In my comfort zone, am I, am I afraid to step out in the areas in which God has, has shown me? Am I doing what he's asked me to do? And, and I will say this tonight. I'm, I'm going to step out, and I said this before. I'm going to step out on this one. Because God says that, yes, some of us, some of us, some of us right now are in places that we're not supposed to be. And it's not like it's a bad place. Some of it may be bad, but some of it's not bad. It's just not where you're supposed to be. Not where you're supposed to be. It's not either. And this is what he said to me. He said, it is not it. It's not them. It's not there. It's not now. It is not how. There is something that is not. Hear me now. It's either it is not it, it's not them, it's not there, it's not now, it's not how. There is something about it is not. And he said, he said, and you will know as you yield and listen in your dwelling place. Your dwelling place will yield up something totally different, but it's going to be God. Don't waste time 
or money being in the wrong place and miss the right opportunity. It is in your dwelling place with God that instructions will be given. Oh, glory to God. In your dwelling place, as we're drawing nigh to God, as we're coming out of, out of our busyness and coming now, coming now, coming now, coming now before him, that we will receive the instructions that God has for us. Also, there's going to be, I believe that we're in that, in that time where there's going to be manifestations of a promise and, and purpose, but we must be in the position to receive and to maintain. And outside of finding our dwelling place in God, we will not be able to be all and receive all that God has for us. He is calling us unto himself now. He's calling us unto himself now for our safety and our well-being of our families, for purpose and destiny come before winter. Oh, glory to God. Oh, God, we thank you tonight. We thank you that God is letting us know that it's in me that you live and breathe and have your very existence. It's not just about us, but, but what about our family? What about purpose? What about destiny? God is saying that it's now. Don't be out of place. Don't, don't just be over there because it, it feels good, look good. Everybody else is saying this is where you need to be. But no, where do I really need to be? Everybody's not going to always agree with your decisions that you make. But I'd rather, be, I'd rather be out with folk and in with God. I'd rather be where God has told me to be. I've, I've, I've had to make choices like that where people did not understand my choosing. They didn't understand it, but it was nothing but the blessing of God. I had to be obedient to God. Did I seem like the odd one? Did I seem like the crazy one? Did I seem like the one that just, I don't know what's wrong with her? Yeah, I did. But, but I walked where God has told me to walk, and God has blessed my life and continually does so. So I say that to you guys. Come now. Come now. Come and think about this. We're talking about the God of heaven and earth. We're talking about the one who created everything, the one who can speak to the stars and the moon, the, the one who told the land to begin and, and the sea to, to stop. God, 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 this is the God that we serve, the one who, who, who knows where, where snow is and, and can speak to snow and, 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 and rain and, and cause it to fall in places where don't nobody lives, some desolate place. That's God where nature 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 actually answers to the call of God. I read in the scriptures yesterday where he says that, that he can just hiss and he can cause the, the bee and he can cause things to, to come from foreign lands and it will just show up and it will be where he calls it to be. All he got to do is, is hiss and cause things to happen. This is the same God, the same God that's calling each one of us. He says, come now, come now, come before winter, don't wait, my children. Don't wait, but come and, and spend quality time with me. Come so I can show you mag my magnificence. I can show you my glory. I can show you who I am, and, and I can show you who you are, and, and, and I can keep you when, when, when winter shows itself, but I'll keep you. I'll cloak you. Oh, I'll provide for you. I'll make a way for you. I'll take you through the storm, and the storm won't destroy you. Oh, glory to God. Come before winter, he says, now for your safety and the well-being of our families. Just look around, as I said, there's unrest in the earth. There's a lot of things going on, 
And so we got to find ourselves in God so we'll know what to do, where to go, when to come, what we need to do. Hebrews 13, 20, 21, make you perfect in every good work to do his will, working in you that which is well-pleasing in his sight through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Make you perfect in every good work to do his will. His will. So there are things that God has spoken to each one of us. But he said that it's his good pleasure. It's his pleasure. He's going to make us perfect in every good work to do his, to do his will. It's not up to us to try to figure out how to do it. I was reading, I was reading uh, in our Bible study this morning, I was reading in the uh, Old Testament when, when uh, Moses and, and Aaron were given instructions of how to, to build. And, and there was a portion in there where, where God said that he, he gave these men specific understanding and skill to do crafts, to be able to, to build things and, and to make certain items that were going to be for the tabernacle. But he says, I gave them the skill. I gave them the wisdom. I gave them the knowledge to do what I needed to, them to do to become skilled in what I'm calling them to do to help me in this thing. So God is, that's what God is saying. He says, I, whatever I ask you to do while you're spending time in this quiet place, that I will equip you. Not only will I equip you, I will move everything that will get in the way that will be a hindrance because we got some stuff that we're not, even, we, we, we're not aware of. I, that's why I was so blessed by the call I got today. That this person did not know that they, they, they had this stuff that was there until God revealed it, but not only did God reveal it, but God also showed them how they were going to be healed, how they were going to be delivered, how they were going to be set free, how they were going to be instrumented in their family, how they were going to be able to step into their ministry. I'm talking about what God is going to do. He said, to be glory forever and ever through Jesus Christ. It's like when we spend time with him, he's going he's gonna to do a work in us, a work that we don't even know needs to be done. Sometimes you're not even aware of certain things. I've had God say some things to me in his last, these last 14, 15 days. It's like, wow, God, it's not the little things, the little foxes that spoil the vine. But I'm like, check me, God, check me. Whatever needs to be moved in my life, then check me. And that's what God is going to do. Second Corinthians 1.20, For all the promises of God in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. By us. By us. There's things that God is going to do, and when he does it, his glory sits on you so that your life can be a testimony of what God is capable of doing and that you can open your mouth because now this belongs to you. I believe God. I believe God because when, when I've seen God do some miraculous things in my life, I, I've seen God provide when I didn't know how we were going to do it. I've seen God move me from one place to another place. I've seen God promise me this and promise me that. And I know that it's all going to come to pass. So I say to each one of you tonight, come now. Come now. Don't wait until winter. Be diligent in finding your way to God. Be diligent in sitting before him. Be diligent in, in making him your priority. Be diligent in allow, not allowing your busyness of your life to cancel out your time for God. Well, I don't have time because I'm busy. No, you, 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 you're not going to have time for what you're doing if you don't get 
don't get in a place with God. Trust me. God is saying, he's calling each one of us to come now and sit with him, make him our dwelling place. He said, if you abide in me, I'll abide in you. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. That the almighty God, the one that loves us, the one who showed us how much he loved us, sent his son to hang and die for us, to sitting on the right hand of the Father, making intercession for us, is calling us, calling each one of us on this line tonight. He says, come, my sons, come, my daughters, and come sit with me, that I may show you great and mighty things, wherein you shall be glad. I'll show you more of me, and I'll show you who I've called you to be. He said, but come now, my children, come now, that I may speak volumes of words to you, that I may instruct you, that I may lead you, and I may guide you into the places in which I called, that I may cover you during the winter season like I can only do in Jesus' name. Oh, God, we thank you tonight. God, and we bless you, God, and we honor you, and we adore you, Lord God. I thank you that tonight, Lord God, God, for speaking to us, God, and allowing us to know to come now. You're knocking. He says, will you let me come and sup? Will you join me? Could you sit with me? Will you listen for my instructions? Will you allow me to cover you? Will you allow me to, to show you how to live in the kingdom? Will you allow me? Well, there may be unrest over there, but will you allow me to show you how to rest in me when all hell may be breaking loose over there? But i got a resting place for you, my children. Oh, God, we thank you tonight. God, we bless you tonight. God, we honor you tonight. We adore you tonight. So I pray for everyone that's on this line tonight, that, God, that they will make a decision even tonight to come in even closer, God. We can always come closer. We can always spend more time. We can cut off the television. God, we can, we can not go to those places, God. We can use our lunch time to study your word, oh, God. We can get up early in the morning. We can stay up late at night, oh, God. We can get up in the middle of the night, God. Oh, God, and we'll get up when you whisper our name, oh, God. We'll, we'll get up, God, when you whisper instructions, oh, God. We'll write it down, oh, God, and, and we'll be obedient to what you tell us to do, oh, God. Help us to stay, God, close. Help us not to procrastinate, God. Help us not to give the enemy a place where, where he can come and wreak havoc in our lives and our families' God, lives, God. God, I pray for everyone that's on this line tonight, that they will find their dwelling place in you and not move and not move, but dwell. So we bless you, God, and we honor you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen, and amen. Oh, God, I bless you tonight. I bless you, God. I know you're calling us, God, and I bless you for it, God. I bless you, God. I bless you. I bless you. So I just want to say tonight, if, if you're you're on this line tonight, on this broadcast tonight, and, and you have not asked Jesus Christ to come in and and take your life over, I, I say tonight would be a perfect time, a perfect time where you can examine yourself and say, you know what, I'm, I'm just running amok, life is crazy, and I don't know what to do, and I'm just out here, and I'm floundering, and I don't have a clue. Trust me, I've been there. I've been there, but I had to find my way. I had to find my way. So tonight could be your night. Will is your night if you decide that I'm tired of floundering, I'm tired of not knowing, I'm tired of getting beat up, I'm tired of thinking I know and I don't know, and I just want Jesus to take my life and my heart, my mind and my soul and everything about me and, and lead and guide me. So if you're on this line tonight and you want to do that, then I ask that you just repeat this after me and just say, 
uh, Father God, I ask that you would you would forgive me and forgive me for the things that I've done or said that was unpleasing in your sight. And I ask that that you would forgive me tonight and, and, and allow me to walk in a new place with you. Jesus, I believe that you died and you hung for me, for me, for me, that I could have life and I could have it more abundantly. So I ask tonight and I give myself completely over that my life can be taken and my life can be made new. In Jesus' name, amen. So if you if you pray that with me and you have a heart's desire to see your life change, then I just say hallelujah, 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 hallelujah for a new life, a new beginning, a new beginning tonight. And, and I bless God for that. The angels are rejoicing in heaven. I'm rejoicing, and the people on the line are rejoicing with you as well. So if you're that person or persons, then I ask that you would send me an email or a text or something and let me know so I can send you some information that will help you on your journey. And uh, and I would say also find yourself a Bible teaching church, a church that 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 you 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 believe that you can go in and learn. You can always hang out with us at Rehoboth, uh, where God is blessing us, and we would be there and love to have you and and to pastor you and disciple you so that you can be all that God's called you to be. So I, I just bless God for each one of you tonight. Thank you for hanging out with me, and I, I'm looking forward to all that God has for you. You know, love to hear from you guys from time to time. You know, uh, you can call me, you can text me, you can send me an email. I just like to know that what we're doing here on the Lifeline broadcast is touching somebody's life, so that we can continually do what God's called us to do, and and be 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 involved in your life, be a part of your journey. I love to be a part of your journey to see all that God has for you. So remember, remember, God loves you. I love you, and come before winter. So I want to just say thanks to everybody for being on the broadcast tonight. Join me again next month. Get the word out about this broadcast. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed, and hold for the final words. God bless you all. We thank you for joining us on the Lifeline broadcast and pray you've been blessed. We thank you for joining us on the Lifeline broadcast and pray you've been blessed. Again, our church is Rehoboth Family Life Center. Located at 17900 Queen Anne Road, Upper Marlboro, Maryland, 20774. Apostle Jones would love to hear from you. She can be reached via Apostle S. Jones at RehobothFLC.org or by dialing 1-877-354-6082. Until next month's broadcast, good evening and God bless. You're listening to When Christians Speak Online Talk Radio, broadcasting out of the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area. Today's voice crying out in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord. When Christians Speak is dedicated to lifting up the name of Christ Jesus and spreading the good news. Join us for our weekly broadcast, His Abounding Grace, with Minister Vanessa Williams. That's every Tuesday at 7 p.m. On Wednesday afternoons at 1 p.m., join Reverend Gwendolyn Dixon for the Midday Glory Prayer Line. The dial-in number is 641-715-3580. The access code is 732 
1-800-273-8499. And Wednesday nights at 7 p.m., Challenge to Change, where real transformation begins with you. That's with Pastor Paul Morgan of Chosen Generation Ministries in Richmond, Virginia. On Thursdays, live at 12 noon, join Reverend Pat Randall for Declaring the Finished Work for an hour of worship, exhortation, and prayer. Reverend Ray and friends are here on Friday nights at 7 p.m. with the joy of the Lord on Friday Night Joy. Sundays at 7 p.m., join Reverend Ray for Bread of Life for a Word in Season. And don't forget our monthly broadcast. First Mondays of every month at 7 p.m., be blessed with the teaching ministry of Apostle Shirley Jones on Lifeline. On third Mondays at 7 p.m., join Evangelist Louis McElwain for Adoration, a broadcast of worship and ministries on the mission field. Second Saturdays of the month, join Reverend Curtis, Reverend Novena, and Minister Jordana for Bold and Beautiful, a youth and young adult broadcast setting the world on fire with the love of Jesus. All broadcast times are Eastern Standard Time. Hey family, I want to introduce our newest broadcast that joined us in 2018, The Marriage Take Over the Body of One, hosted by Reverend Eric and Reverend Tamika Thompson. They will be addressing a wide range of topics that will serve to encourage 